I think we could say that First uh, Timothy 2 verse 5 is a sort of a, a key memory verse really for us for there is one God and one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus that, that really sums up so much of our, our theology but of course it has a context here and we can't just take that as a, a useful uh, passage to, to discuss with the Trinitarians etc but we need to see devotionally the context in which it's in let's get back to verse 1 Paul says I exhort most of all that supplications, prayers and decisions giving of thanks be made for all men and I want you to notice that for all men including those that are in authority verse 2 this is acceptable in God's sight verse 3 verse 4 who will have all men notice that phrase again who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth there is one God and one mediator between God and men that is the all men the man Christ Jesus verse 6 who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified or testified about to be preached about in due time whereunto I am ordained a preacher so the all men, the all people it seems to me that phrase has the same reference all the way through he says verse 1 I want you most importantly to pray for all people all men, all people because verse 4 God wants that all men should be saved and to come unto a knowledge of the truth because verse 5 there is one mediator between God and all men the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all for all men, for all people now what is this really saying what, what is the, uh, the meaning of this uh, continuity of this phrase all people I think it's maybe staring us in the face but it's, uh, it's rather scary really to take on board verse 4 that God wishes all people to be saved and so therefore Paul is saying I ask you, I exhort you verse 1 first of all or most important of all that you pray for all people now you know I, I've been reading the Bible a long time um, I've been baptized getting on for, for 30 years and uh, yet it's never I don't think until I, I got to grips with this passage just last week I don't think I had ever prayed for all people I didn't have that ambition I, I didn't see it I prayed for of course people, individuals that I met to, to come to, to know the Lord and, and be baptized and have the, the hope of eternity but I don't think I ever prayed for the whole planet for all of humanity until last week and it's standing there really looking at us right in the face pray for all men because it is the will of God verse 4 that all people should be saved and it's just so colossal that we can't quite get our brains around it and that Jesus is the mediator between God and all men and he gave himself a ransom verse 6 for all for all people and we are testifying about that we are preaching about that and to that verse 7 Paul was ordained a preacher so then this is almost too good news that God wishes that all people should be saved and yet of course we struggle with this we, we really do struggle with it but this is what it states it states that Jesus was of human nature he was not only of the nature of the, uh, of the redeemed in Christ 
uh, of the believers, of the people of God, he was of the same nature as every human being. And therefore, in that sense, he is the mediator between God and all men. And his ransom that he gave, which was himself, verse 6, was for all. And that is why we are to go and preach that good news to all people. When we have the Great Commission there in Matthew 28, to go into all the world, it's easy to read that we who are accustomed to uh, traveling in airplanes and, and internet going all over the world, it's easy to read that as Jesus implying, I want you geographically to start traveling around the planet. But I don't think that is what he was saying. He was saying, I want you to tell all the world. I want you to tell all of creation, all people. Now, that does involve, in a sense, I suppose, a geographical element, so that all human beings do get to hear about it. But the, the focus is not on the geography, the focus is on all people. He wants all people to know. Why? Because he's just given himself a ransom for all people, and he wants us to go and testify that. In due time, verse 6, and, and as Paul says in 2 Corinthians, now is the accepted time. Now, now is the time to, to be doing this. And to that, he has been ordained a, a preacher into the whole earth. So then, why then, to, to ask the obvious question, why is it that not all people know the, uh, know the gospel? If God wishes for all people to be saved... Well, why doesn't he just get all people to know the gospel? Why is it that people die uh, never having heard the gospel by the billion, and if not the trillion? This has happened uh, over the, dec the, uh, the centuries of, of life, uh, China, Africa, South America, all over the place. Why is this? Now, that reality, which is a fact, that, that millions, billions of people have lived and died never knowing the gospel, I have to square against the clear statement of scripture here in First Timothy 2 verse 4, that God will have all people to be saved. So how come they died not knowing the gospel? Well, I would put it like this, that God wishes them to be saved, but God has delegated his work into our feeble hands. As Paul says to the Thessalonians, God has entrusted, and that the idea is he's had faith in us. He has entrusted us with the gospel. He has had faith in us, put his faith in us. It's, of course, possible for God to do what he wants, to just make everybody know, abracadabra, there we are. But it seems to me he doesn't work like that. There is always some element of, uh, I, I can find a better word than uh, mechanism, some mechanics, some, uh, some mechanism that he uses to, to actually achieve his will. And so, what is that mechanism? That mechanism is you and me. This mechanism is the people of God. So, you could say, okay, but in the Old Testament, weren't Israel his chosen people? In what sense, then, did God wish all people to be saved? Well, you could argue that it was only after the... Uh, the mediation of, of, of Jesus between God and all men that he, uh, as it were, changed but you can also argue that actually his desire that all men should be saved was just as strong in the Old Testament times his chosen method at that time was through his servant his suffering servant, the people of Israel Israel as a nation, Israel as people 
that in fact his intention was not isolationism. His, inten his intention for Israel was that they should be the light of the Gentile world, and as the prophecies of, of the suffering servant, which was in the first instance Israel, uh, make very clear, the Gentiles were to come to Zion's light. And the law of Moses was not in fact exclusivist against Gentiles. The whole idea was that they should be the light of the world, bringing people, the whole Gentile world, to fellowship with God, to, to, to come into, into communion with him. But Israel failed. They were not the light of the world. They were, in fact, a, a source of shame uh, for the name of God which they counted. They did not fulfill God's intentions. And so it, it started off with the church of, of, of Jesus after he died and resurrected said look go and tell absolutely everybody and so off they trotted to only tell the Jews and they got all worked up when, when somebody started teaching the, the Gentiles and since then the message has gone forward quite <laughs> just a fraction of, of how it could have done into the whole planet I mean Christians go on holiday believers go on, on holiday all over the world these days go backpacking here uh, trekking through the mountains there because, well, yeah, we took some nice pictures and because it's a break, get away from everything but they're not taking the gospel uh, to those people not going up to, to people and trying to communicate the truth of Jesus Christ to those people and so why is it that all those people in China or wherever it was, died not hearing the gospel not because God did not want them to be saved but because the church did not take Christ to those people so God may wish something but the will of God is not always done. This is why we pray that the will of God, the desire, the intention of God shall be done on this earth as it is now done in heaven. But it's not done at this moment. We, we know that for sure. And we also are guilty of that. So this is a tremendous uh, challenge. That if you want to do the will of God, if you want to, to bring all men to the, in your world, in your life, to know Jesus, then he will be behind you. And that is why he says, verse 1, pray for all people. Verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour. Why does he say such prayer is very good and acceptable in God's eyes? Why? Because God wants them all to be saved. And if we are praying for that and we are walking in step with the Spirit, then God's blessing will be behind whatever effort you make, no matter how pathetically little it seems, photocopying a few scrunched up little business cards and leaving them on, on the tram or leaving them uh, around the place as you go through your life. That is good and acceptable, verse 3, and the Greek word means agreeable in the sight of God. In what sense is it agreeable in that it agrees with the vision of the sight or the vision of God? So then, when the Lord Jesus died, he became a mediator, a, a bridge, a reconciler. This is the idea between God and all men. But God and man are not reconciled. And yet Jesus died and has become that mediator, that reconciler between God and man. And yet God and man are, for the most part, not reconciled. And why is that? It's all been done. It's all been set up. It's partly because people refuse it, and it's partly because we have not shared that message with the world. And that is why he, he is actually saying all this 
it's going right back to uh, chapter 1 where he's talking about his own position as a preacher he's saying all this in the context actually of justifying his own ministry as a preacher to the Gentiles he's saying, he says verse 6 okay, Jesus is the, the one mediator now because he gave himself a ransom for all to be testified, to be preached about that's definitely what the word normally translated, that's translated there, testified, that's how it's normally translated in the context of preaching to be preached uh, at the right time which is now, unto that verse 7, I am ordained a preacher, a teacher of the Gentiles that is of the whole world in faith and integrity so then this is God's will and that's why, again is a, a strange thing in verse 1 that we are most importantly and first of all most importantly to give thanks not only to pray for but to give thanks for all men well, how do we make sense of that? <clears throat> in what sense do we give thanks for all men? do we thank God for all men? Uh, I think it's, uh, the idea is we thank God for the marvel of all this that all men are in fact reconciled to God potentially potentially and therefore every single person that is in our life even if we consider them to be you know Jesus Stalin or, or Hitler or whoever it might be that we consider this person to be absolutely beyond uh, beyond redemption always to be so crazy so evil that that's beyond it's beyond no because every single person has been reconciled already by what Jesus did what they've got to do is to accept that and we have got to testify that to them at the right time, in due time as he says in verse 6 so we should not give up with anybody we should not write anybody off as simply not good enough or a waste of time in every single person that is in your life who is not a believer in that person there is the potential for faith and not only so, there is the will of God that that person should be saved and if you pray for that person that is acceptable, that is in agreement with verse 3, the sight or the vision of God now I think this is what motivated the Lord Jesus verse 6, he gave himself a ransom for all he realized that because he was human and he was doing this for humanity this was, as Paul says elsewhere, the world's redemption again, putting meaning into those words in what sense is this the world's redemption? if in fact his death was to save a, a tiny minority of, of the planet his death was to save all people now I'm not saying of course that all people shall be saved tragically it was for all people and it has achieved that for all people and yet they have as it were to, to claim it and we have to therefore take it to them and there are those wonderful passages in, in Revelation chapter 5 and a few other places there that, that talk about how in the last day when Jesus comes back there will be people from every nation and language and dialectos is the Greek word used people from every language group every dialect of every jungle throughout Africa, Asia, South America the whole place who will be, have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus now this really implies something 
it means that Jesus will only come well he says well, <laughs> puts it clearly when the gospel has gone into all the world then shall the end come putting it in another figure when the harvest is ripe then the sickle is put in when the harvest is to be it is ready then it is gathered it's as simple as that so then when the gospel has gone to all people then the end will come and in the last 20 years there, has been, there have been two things related things maybe which have enabled this to happen seeing that we have not uh, as a community got off our butt and gone out there as we should have done it's not pretend that because a few people did something uh, that we have taken the gospel to the world we, we haven't uh, it's as simple as that we failed abysmally uh, as the body of Christ in doing this just as they did really in the first century really just wanted to go to the Jews and Paul got the vision to go the whole world but uh, he was rejected by the brotherhood of his time all in Asia turned away from him uh, etc and those two things that God has raised up in the last 20 years I think to enable us to do this are, for one thing the English language has spread quite amazingly throughout the world in a way that was suddenly not on the, on the map even 20 or let's say 30 years ago second thing related to that is the spread of the internet that now the gospel can be taken all over the world I do not mean by that make or pay for someone to make for you a pretty website I mean you get out there and get contacts all over the world and engage with them I know a lot of people who waste their lives on the internet sitting in front of their box pressing buttons, playing silly games playing this, playing that, mucking around frittering their God-given lives away and they shall have nothing uh, at the end of their lives to show for their lives apart from a load of silly little emails and comments and social networking things and stuff like that I know people, a few, not many, but I know a few who sit in front of their computer uh, often, in each case, I think, due to disability uh, and various uh, personal problems that, that keep them really at home all the time um, who go and really reach out to people all over the world uh, there's a brother who does this who almost every day is emailing me saying Duncan could you please send a Bible basics to such and such person I, I've been chatting with them for a couple of hours today uh, about the gospel, about this, about that and they're in some country out in the middle of nowhere uh, from our perspective certainly here in, in Europe and it's, you know, it's a pleasure to send that literature out now if, if people like him can do it why can't, you know, why can't thousands and tens of thousands of us do that and just through the internet alone and the medium of the English language the gospel can go out um, I've been talking for some time to uh, a Portuguese speaker in fact a native Indian um, but a Portuguese speaker uh, in the interior of Brazil and we're communicating through our friend Google Translate I don't know Portuguese but uh, I mean if I can do that if I can play around with Google Translate probably so can you and so can a lot of people we've now got with God pushing us because he wants to send his son and Jesus is impatient to come back he has given us all these wonderful ways of getting out there to the whole world and really all men can come to see now getting back to the, uh, the theology uh, as it were 
there is one God and one mediator between God and men and I suggested the men there is really the all men of verse 1 um, of verse 4 and of verse 6 um, there's one mediator between God and, and all men the man Christ Jesus why does he call him the man Christ Jesus don't forget that Paul is writing this some decades after the Lord Jesus has ascended to heaven and received divine nature but he still calls him the man Christ Jesus who is now our mediator, our reconciler, our, our interceder and he seems to have his mind there on that passage in Job where Job says that God is not a man as I am and how I long that there should be someone who is a the AV says a daysman betwixt us that someone who could be a mediator between us and it's actually the only time the Septuagint uses that word translated here uh, mediator so then this he is the mediator because he is a man all men all men have this mediator who is even now called a man in other words he is one of the all men <clears throat> now that shows that he was and is the representative of all human beings of all human beings now as I think I've said before it is possible to, to, to think that I want to have a, a mediator who is uh, like me that for example a woman could understandably say um, I, I don't want a male mediator I, a male representative how could that be I want a female I want a woman to represent me white guy can say I, my representative before God has got to be a white guy black guy could say it must be a, a black guy Chinese could say no look it must be a Chinese Arab can say it must be an Arab Jew can say look it must be a Jew and uh, you know I understand all that <coughs> that all uh, makes sense to me but the fact is there is only one mediator and the, the wonder of that that there's not a mediator for the Jew and a mediator for the Arabs and there's not a mediator for the, for the girls and a mediator for the boys etc there is only one and that means that he became genuinely representative of every human being and, and this is well really quite breathtaking the more you think about it that somehow in such a short life of 33 years very intensely packed into those 33 years was the essence of everybody's experience every single human being so that in the end man is not alone no one can say there is nobody who knows how I feel maybe there is not on this earth but there is in heaven the man Christ Jesus it's amazing but there is just one mediator for all of us all men all of us all human beings and all this this huge area as it were <coughs> so then it was an amazing achievement that, that he did that he somehow found a fellow feeling true because he suffered so much in so many different ways 
uh, w with every single one of humanity so then he gave himself he gave himself we're told a ransom for all for all men therefore because of that because of that if you like super sensitivity to the human condition of every single one of us that he can look at you and you can look at him and he can say I know what you're going through and he can look at me and say the same I know what you are going through and can say that with integrity with meaning with relevance because of that he became a ransom for all of us and it's the, the most tragic thing that the majority of people either don't know about it or don't want to know and prefer to live that lonely unsaved life with no mediator in practice between them and their God even though he's standing there waiting to do it and able to do it because they don't want it or because they simply don't know about it and so we come to the crunch of where all this leads in practice he gave himself a ransom for all men to be testified and we could say to be testified as an ellipsis to add in to be testified therefore to all men in due time whereunto I am ordained a preacher a teacher of the Gentiles of the whole world in faith and verity so then there's a lot of homework to take away from this to pray for all men to give thanks for the wonder of this that all men can be saved to not give up on people to not write anybody off to perceive the meaning and the value of the human person even more so because that person is in the eyes of God a wonderful human being who he wants to save and to come unto the knowledge of the truth he wants that that is his will and never forget that that is his will and we can therefore not only have a, a positive spirit in our witness to others but we can also rejoice ourselves that beyond the steely silence of the skies man is not alone you are not alone and I am not alone that in the end the Lord Jesus meaningfully feels and has felt for the essence of everything that you and I have gone through absolutely everything and therefore he is the mediator between God and all of us he has given himself a ransom for all of us and our response one of our responses is to pray <clears throat> that all men see that and to go out and testify in due time